All right. <laughs> No, nah, it wasn't. I don't think it's my internet did an oopsie because it's been pretty good. Hey, we're back. Um, I don't. Th I don't think it was the internet. I just think the IG lives apparently can only do an hour, and I guess I was already going so long before. Did we really do an hour? No, no. I I was already on for a while before That's you. Got right. Me. Yeah, um, yeah. But in any case, what was the last thing we were talking about? Nigeria untapped market. Oh yeah, remember. yeah, and then you know China and whatnot. Um, yeah, they buy out your government, which is what, which is which was literally what British or Britain was doing in the later eras of um, uh, in India, when they were you know mm -hmm. still colonizing them. That like they would, they started, they started, um, they, because there was more violence and shit happening, so they started pulling out the soldiers and stuff. But they were still just like, hey, we'll let your local looter leaders or whatever do their thing. But they're basically in their pocket. Yeah, the Belt and Road Initiative is China's thing. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's the same old thing. People are using nations and, and officials, people with power are using whatever leverage they can to get the best deal for themselves. This is just, you know, this is just what people do um, in general. So it really just comes down to getting the right people into power, um, you know, which is, is uh, um, you know, something I've had to really come to reckon with is understanding that there's not going to be a spontaneous random occurrence. People are not just going to randomly have this epiphanies amongst themselves. What's going on, Elmo? Um, people are not going to have this spontaneous... Um, you know, yeah, I didn't say there wasn't hard colonialism. I was just saying, <laughs> I was just saying that as violence increased um, during the later years, they started pulling out the soldiers and shit because regular civilians, white Europeans and soldiers were getting fucked up in every way imaginable um so they were just like okay we're losing our grasp but we're gonna we're gonna take out the um we're gonna start taking out the soldiers and doing the hard you know saying colonial type shit and do more of the soft colonial type shit so it was mm -hmm. i'm not saying they didn't have it they just started incorporating oh, using that later on yeah Going sorry to interrupt this, the homie great god <laughs> are you good you good holla at them i appreciate i appreciate them dropping in um hell yeah but in any Dude, case, so oh yeah, go ahead. Did you go ahead. for this this stuff? Like, I forget where do you, where do you get your knowledge exactly? Uh, I mean, from all over. So, like I said, part of it comes from it hey, was going on Duncan Nomads. So, part of it literally comes from the music I listen to, including hip hop. Um, obviously, you know, school and whatnot. Um, I've gone to a bunch of different schools. I'm in, in the general LA area, um, mm. and. You know, and then also I think it was just like as a kid, I spent a lot of time alone and I spent a lot of time around more adults and older people than I did around my peers. So mm. naturally, I wouldn't say naturally, but just like it, and also the adults that I was uh, around were, you know, they were more so squares, but they were hardworking people, people who worked in education or people who worked in, um, you know, social services and stuff like that. So, so, so some of this stuff was just kind of like in the air and was just part of the natural like conversation and, and stuff that was just here, you know? Uh, yeah. You know, so that's just what it was. And then obviously as I get older and I go to college and I start having my own adult experiences and just growing up and shit, then it just continues to level up, you know? So, um, yeah. so it's always just kind of been there. It's just that you, get, you just kind of hit a threshold of experience and knowledge and discipline and practice to where it becomes like what it is now. For sure. 
you know? It's kind of like as an artist or whatever, you just put in years and years and years of practice, kind of fumbling around, and then finally when you go perform or you record and everything, shit just comes together, and people think it's magic because they don't know, they don't see all the years of development and programming that went into it. Exactly. You know? Hold on, I gotta get that other, uh... Throw some more on there. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> um, that's, We're just you know, at the gas station. Oh, you're good. I can tell. I can see. <laughs> hey. But, um, but, you know, but yeah, but that's all it is. And just kind of an underlying curiosity I have about the world and how people are and, and you know, and whatnot. And, um, sure, man. Uh oh, somebody's phone died. Um, but, you know, that's, that's, you know, so that's it. But, um, but the thing I was getting on is one of the things, I guess, probably one of the most crucial lessons that I've had to learn, and this has been more so of like a, a adult thing has been so as far as like politics and stuff if you had to ask me like oh what do i identify as and what late you know what what flag do i wave the closest thing i would think is like like a libertarian socialist so like a left-leaning social a left-leaning libertarian and Mm. and one of the reasons why i feel that way and i'm not like a just like oh a marxist or even a communist is because there's a few fundamental things about it that i don't agree with i I don't think are going to happen the main thing being the spontaneous awakening or radicalization of the working class, the proletariat. Okay. And, I don't, and I don't say that because I think, oh, the working class people are too lazy or stupid. I just think they're too busy and they are, they are, perp- they are, they are <laughs> you know, they've been purposefully miseducated, undereducated, misinformed, um, fucked around in the system and everything to where there's a lot of valid reasons for them to not even want to engage in the conversation of, of knowing stuff, knowing more stuff. Hmm. You know, yeah. I don't know, man. It's one of those things like with the, like with the coronavirus, right? So it's, it's, oh, it's, bro. It's, it's known to really impact the black and brown community a lot, right? The black and the Latin community, Good. right? Good. You got my card? Did you get it? I got it, bro. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a lot is going on from the way the camera's moving. <laughs> Sorry, bro. No, you yeah, no, it's funny. It's funny. Um, oh man, that that reminds me. I gotta tell you some shit about uh some uh some girl who was like talking about like masks. I'm wearing one right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was basically uh saying that like they weren't necessary and all kind of stuff. I should tell Brave God. I should answer Brave God's question. I am at the Arco on Broadway and Griffin in Lincoln Heights. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, not to throw her under the bus or anything, I won't say her name, but um, it was just funny because she lives in, like, a rural area. So it's like, it's like, it's not really going to be an issue for you. So, yeah, like, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, do what you want to do. Like I live in one of the most populous cities in the world, so like I don't really have the luxury of having an opinion on it, and I'm gonna do what I, I'm gonna do what I can to help people or help other people, help my family stay safe, and et cetera. So, but yeah, you were saying it affects it disproportionately affects black and brown people. Yeah, and and one of the reasons for that is the well earned skepticism towards authorities especially, oh. especially, uh, 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 towards certain authorities 
Um, can I throw some? Can I throw a monkey wrench in in your theory here? Oh because yeah, go ahead. It's not going to disprove what you're saying necessarily, but maybe just add on to it. Um, the other thing that I I don't we might have talked about this, but hmm. I don't remember. Um, I know I was talking to somebody about it. Basically, what I heard, and they were talking about this on the Joe Rogan podcast of all places. Hmm. Basically, because um, the you know, black and brown uh, uh, people come from closer to the equator, and we obviously developed darker skin because of our proximity to or our, our overexposure to the sun. Yeah, UV lights. Well, yeah. The, yeah, so this, because the sun is the provider of vitamin D, we were getting excess vitamin D, so our bodies say, okay, I don't need to produce as much naturally. And what is one of the, the best, you know, fighters of COVID? It's vitamin D. So if you're white, if you if your body naturally has to produce it because you you came from an area where you had no sun, then you're going to be able to fight off the virus uh, more easily naturally, as opposed to if you you know. And, and also this has to, this plays into uh, drug addiction affecting black and brown communities because we we need that dopamine or that serotonin more to level out hypothetically or whatever. I'm obviously not a fucking scientist or anything, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but you know, it's just um, the basic uh, uh, ideology of it or whatever. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, that sounds like complete, um, that's, I mean, that sounds like complete nonsense. Um, the, the, the yeah, <laughs> oh, it does? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because the thing is, is that, like, immune systems are, well, here's the thing I'll say, is that the only studies that I've seen related to the, like, that correlation between, like, immune systems and being closer to the equator had another, yeah. had another variable in it, had another variable in it that I think is a lot more critical, and it was diet, and that people who tend to, oh, live, right. and that people who tend to live closer to the equator tend to um they also eat foods that are closer to the equator and they have to survive in these high they have to survive in these in these uh, more intense climates right and yeah. you are what you eat so if you are um you are what you eat and so quite literally you're eating foods that have higher you know uh, concentrations or stronger concentrations of of certain minerals and vitamins and whatnot and you consume them and so that's why even in places where there may be a lack of traditional medicine or formal medicine, people don't get sick as often or they still have pretty decent teeth and whatnot. Um, and then there's also another factor, which is that people who live closer to the equator also tend to eat spicier foods. And spicier foods have been shown to have a positive effect on boosting the immune systems of those who consume it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, like so it's, so it's less about like, so, so my understanding, the way I look at it is that it's not as simple. It's not like oh, you know, just this exposure to the skin rays and shit has this long, um, uh, meaningful impact on the immune system. But that because you're having to endure harsher climates and whatnot, the food that you eat is literally, um, the is literally like the best med some of the uh, the next the next best thing to formal medicine that you can get. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, this is a weird intersection at this hour. Yeah, that's. That's interesting, but I mean, doesn't it also make sense though that vitamin D production, natural vitamin D production, would play a factor in your ability to to overcome the virus? It, 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 uh, it, it, that, go ahead. That's 
easy to be because the thing is, is like, you know, vitamin D is only the sun, right? Yes. It's, it's just the sun. Like, there's no other right. added, you know. Oh, next one, next one. Next one. Right. Sorry. It's the, it's the sun. So, like, when they say the virus, don't go out. Everything that they're saying not do mm-hmm. is what needs to be done. You know what I mean? And that, this, is, this is where, say it again? In terms yeah. of going outside. And, and going outside, no, no, the, the whole array of it, like, like, um, uh, like how they wait, wait, turn right, turn right. Okay. So like, so um, now the thing is with with social distancing, social mm-hmm. distancing, what this does is it doesn't. You can't go to parties. It, it eliminates it eliminates the gathering under the sun. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which which just which uh which serotonin is created. Serotonin is created usually when when people sweat. You know what I mean? And um and if you can if you can allow people not to sweat and keep all those things bottled up inside of them, then that's a death right there automatically. You know what I mean? Well, I don't Um, know. Well, the thing is, well, the thing is, is that like, well, the thing is, is that like in places where, so so here's the, so here's the thing with that. Um, Is that so people, so they, so there's been this, you know, at the beginning, you know, people were doing the social distancing stuff and numbers were actually going down. So, you know, there were less people in the hospitals. There was less people dying and whatnot. The reason why people started can, can dying we again. Can really go off the numbers though? Can, like, wait, would that okay, really, wait, say that again. Would would we be able to to truly believe in the numbers and like and say that those numbers were real? Well, yeah, because here's the thing: is that like it's not it's not just one authority saying, okay, here's the numbers. They have to gather them up from all these different local places. There's hundreds of hospitals and stuff, and hospices and caretaking facilities that report on this stuff. Um, there's, not, there's, there's not gonna there's not like a single authority that comes together and says um, all of you're gonna fix your numbers that that's impossible to, that's impossible to handle you know what I'm saying well, um, okay that is true now would it be possible that someone can lie about it well actually that's interesting because the next point I was gonna bring up is that while there is no single authority on this shit um, obviously the most high high profiled one is the Center for Disease Control which is a federal um, organization. And Dr. Fauci, you know, the head of the CDC has been like the main figurehead and had to correct a lot of Donald Trump statements as well as other real researchers and scientists. Well, what happened about a month and a half, two months ago, uh, Trump basically sidelined Fauci from doing any type of public media interviews as well as any other researchers that didn't agree with him. And he's also been putting out doctors, fake doctors and researchers um, who aren't even professionals in the, in the virology and, and, and pathological disease yeah. and stuff. And making false claims saying that stuff like, oh, hydrochloroquine or whatever, that, that stuff that's used for a malaria treatment can cure you. And people have been taking it and dying or not seeing the results that they thought they should. You know, so wow. it's like, um, but the numbers thing is that what happened is that it looked like the numbers have been going down, but that's because they changed the criteria recently for what, even, for what they're even counting. So the thing Which is that... Which was needed, and it could it could be the and that could be the 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 reason why uh, the numbers were so high before because they were they were uh, it was a uh, it was unstable like they couldn't even figure out what was the coronavirus you know what I mean and then well, that's now the thing. that's the thing it's novel we never had anything like this before it's happened um, you know we haven't had something like this that was this devastating since like the Spanish flu and that was almost a century ago none of us were around. But in places like China and in other Asian countries, they, they've had, this isn't the first COVID, you know what I'm saying? This is just a novel iteration of it, but this is the first time we've had COVID. 
And so I mean, at the same time, it more people die from H one N one than than COVID. You know, well, so we well, we well, have experienced we have experienced it, but we haven't experienced to the level of shutting down the um, shutting down the government, shutting down the the whole you know community. Like that's yeah. new. But right, but right. As far right. As, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but as far as the deaths, as far as far as um. You know, and then I I even remember the West Nile virus being pretty bad. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, as far as deaths, not it's, not um, infections. Well, here's the th- well, here's the thing. You can't just um, well, the thing is, is that like you can't just always look at the numbers of deaths because just because the number quote unquote may be lower, that doesn't mean that we even have the ability to handle those deaths. You know, because the, the but the main priority. Um, the main issue was overburdening of our systems and whatnot, because, you know, you get sick with this shit and it's, 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 um, it spreads so easily. And because we're still understanding the effects that it has on people, what's going on, everybody that's just joining in. Um, there are some people who get it and have extremely uncontrolled, you know, really bad diarrhea. There are some people who get it and they immediately get the, excuse me, the walking pneumonia that where water is literally filling up your lungs. Some people get it and just have a fever for a few days and they're good to go from there. You know, so it's like, yeah. um, you know, that, and that's where, you know, some people have been saying that like, oh, you know, they're, they're, somebody got into a car accident and they're saying that it's COVID. It's that no, it's that COVID, what we're discovering, um, has, an, has a different effect on different uh, people. And, so can I jump in here really quickly yeah, for one second? Um, yeah, yeah. See through, you, said, you said that more people die from H1N1. Yeah. How many people died from it? Um, uh, and verbatim, I can't, I can't tell you, but I can tell you, I can tell you, it was way more people that actually died from H1N1. Okay, so yeah. I actually, um, because I don't know if that's true or not, but I did just look up the figures for COVID mm-hmm. literally earlier today. So, and they're updated. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you that it's 30 million infected so far recorded in the world. Right? In the world. And this is global. Yes. Okay. Yes. 20 million recovered, mm-hmm. and. Uh, 950 million have died globally. So, yes. Uh, excuse me, 950. Wait, 950,000. Like 950 okay, I was, <laughs> I was gonna be like, okay, but we might. One out of seven people died. Yeah, no, 950,000. I'm sorry, <laughs> almost a million people have died. Now, but but globally, the average death for the flu is between 200 and 600,000. Mm-hmm. So it does it. It is more deadly than the flu. No. Yeah, and, and it also depends on, on where it hits, um, because, you know, like you just said, it's almost a million people, 980,000 uh, that have died. 200, about 200,000 of those people are from the U.S. So almost a fifth yeah. of those deaths came mm-hmm. from the U.S., even though this thing is supposed to be less deadly than the H1 or Nile. That was going to be the next point, is that there's gray area. Obviously, there's always gray area, but the other gray area mm-hmm. that the naysayer is going to bring up is, oh, you know, how many of those actually did they actually die from COVID or did they have COVID in their system? And they but died the, from the, something else, which is that did happen. But but, but I just problem, think it's kind of a moot point is my point. But the problem is here is that is that those numbers there say H1N1. All right. You know, their criteria, their criteria for judgment of what of what what is that sickness? Right. And then and then coronavirus comes. You know, COVID comes and then they they ramp it up because of, uh, you know, whistleblowers. And it's too many. It was too. It's, there's This isn't common sense. I, I'm looking around the world 
and seeing who's affected by this and who's not affected by this, right? And and the fact that uh, the virility, the 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 did I say that the virality is mm-hmm. is way more intense in in America or say Europe than mm-hmm. it is in, in indigenous uh, societies. So this is already showing me something like, okay, wait a minute, who is this affecting? And then, or is it affecting? As, as they say it is. You know well, yeah, I mean? it is. The reason why it's so stark in the, in the U.S. and Europe is because, and the thing is, it is hitting a lot of indigenous communities, whether you're looking at the ones uh, within the United States or the Brazilian ones, which have been getting hit especially hard. Um, you know, that's from other, a bunch of other systemic issues. Indigenous communities have disproportionately, um, as, you know, like, as far well, as... Wait, uh, as, as, are we talking, just, let's just clarify, though, because yeah, I think yeah. see-through is referring to actual, like, uh, uh, like secluded... Right, secluded, so, like secluded, tribal. For sure, so the the tribal the tribal areas, and then when you think about this, uh, even even the countries in Africa, you know what I mean. You might find you might find uh like Nigeria, you know what I mean, P- places like that to be a, a highly infected, and then you find you find the countries who are who are hardly infected. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So is like it Vietnam? Is it, one more time. Vietnam. Like like Vietnam. Like Vietnam has been like, handling the like, virus really well since the beginning, even though they're like a fraction of like these more modernized societies. Like Vietnam and like Japan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those are two those are two societies who handled this amazingly well. Right. And like and then I'm looking at I'm looking at the rest of the world who not only has um way more people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You know, like, like it should be like in China, for for uh, for example, mm-hmm. um, China and Japan, two different societies, right? Japan, mm-hmm. Japan is a lot smaller than China, so yeah. it's it's easier to contain. But um, but at the same time, I just feel like I feel like um, it was it was people that was adding numbers to that. You know what I mean? You know, and it, it was say the the alliances, like you got the you you know you got the people that's in the United Kingdom, uh, United Nations. You know, you got America, you got all these places, and I'm looking at these numbers where these places are controlling, and they're hot. They're really hot. But yeah, but that's because of the right. But I have to, I have to, I have to uh, uh, cut in real quick because the reason it's not simply a matter of like, oh, they're smaller and whatnot. Because then, like, then then places like Hawaii or you know these really small Caribbean nations and everything shouldn't have an issue with it. It's all about the the practices, and so it's like, so you know, uh, um, uh. So like the numbers were going down and everything in the beginning because we were doing the social practice, you know, the social distancing. We were trying to get people to wear masks. A lot of businesses and shut down. So the virus is not transmitting. Right. And then it started to turn around um, when there were these anti-mask protests going on, as well as the BLM protests. Now, it took a little bit for people to get uh, for enough data and studies to figure out, OK, was it both of these things? Called, like what was the you know, what, what was causing the rise in it? And what they discovered is that um, the Black Lives Matter protests and everything, like in response to George Floyd, those places where they had those things did not experience a high surge in the in the um, in the virus uh, infection rates and whatnot. Whereas, 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 whereas for like the the anti-mask groups and whatnot, there was a surge. And the thing that they pointed to was that the people who were anti-maskers and whatnot, what was their main grievance? I want to go to the barbershop. I want to go to the restaurant. I want to blah, 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 blah. They go into these clo- enclosed, these smaller enclosed spaces. They pack them 
and then they don't want to wear masks. And these are all the, all of the variables that you need to spread the shit. Whereas all the activists and everything, they're like, hey, we're just going out to be outside. A lot more people take science seriously, so they're wearing masks. Um, they're outside and everything. And so while on one hand, yeah, it may be breaking the social distancing thing, whatnot, they were still keeping up the other practices and whatnot. And so that's why there, hey, that's that why there, that's, me. That's why there was a link between the anti-mask protests spreading the disease, but not the Black Lives Matter ones. Is that part of what Joe Rogan was apologizing for? Because he was talking about like, oh, you know, you're not going to tell me that like people going out and protesting wasn't wasn't contributing to the ups to the to the spike or whatever. Mm. But um, I, I heard don't know. the same thing you were just talking about. I heard the same thing. I don't. And every uh, protest I yeah. went to, everyone was wearing masks. Yeah, exactly. That's. I mean, that's. Yeah. Um, that's I mean, once again, I think this just kind of goes to. Because I don't know if Rogan specifically said, like, oh, the BLM ones or the anti-masker ones. He might have just been looking at, oh, all these people protest, you know, all these people that are just crazy going out having strong opinions and shit. Um, you know, that might have just been his reaction, but I'm not sure. But, but, in, but in terms of, like, you know, to go back to, like, oh, Vietnam and Japan or even South Korea, you know, it's not just the fact that they're smaller nations. It's that they – and people posted this stuff, like, all on Twitter, people who are traveling there or getting quarantined and stuff, is that – the moment you oh. got off, the moment you got off a plane, they check your fucking temperature, they check your shit, they give you, they go and qu they quarantine you, they give you a hotel room or whatever, they give you a little um, package deal, a little package with 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 um with hand sanitizer, mask, blah 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 blah. So right, so they keep you ready to go um, and deal with the shit in the proper way. Whereas, okay, yeah. Whereas, Sorry, I'm just getting out of his car now. No, you go, you good. Um, whereas like in America, in the UK, and this is a big reason why Trump's ratings and shit have fallen, is that okay, Trump, was get, Trump was getting briefed on the coronavirus back in January or December. And then, but what, it, but what it had he done before? What did he do months prior? He basically defunded the special viral vi uh, team that studies viruses and shit that, that, yeah. Ob that Obama used to help him tackle h1n1 and the west nile virus because mm. excuse me because coronavirus could have been this shit could have been a lot worse because those things like he said like c3 mentioned were a lot more yeah. fatal there were a lot more deaths the reason why this one is so astronomically out of control is because trump gutted out the the bureaucracy that was supposed to study this shit because they're anti-science he also yeah. they also had um reports of them basically they had already had deals selling masks and selling medical supplies to everywhere else around the world which is why nurses yeah. and shit were having to wrap their shoes and wear trash bags in order to go to work and then the cdc lied about the effectiveness of masks because they didn't want people going out and buying them because exactly. there was a shortage in the front lines and then they admitted it exactly exactly and i and the thing is, is i don't fault falsely too much i mean he is a medical professional he is a government man so i expect him to prioritize the medical community and, and well they shouldn't have lied but yeah yeah i mean well the, thing, well, well the thing is is that like you either lie or i mean you know how the you know how the american public is so like while maybe somebody like you or me or c3 and shit may hear him be like hey we don't want everybody going out buying masks and because we really need oh that's true while we while we may have that reaction yeah they would have panicked exactly um so no, so the thing is this is this is definitely in the way that our leaders have been mishandling this shit. And um 
you know. But actually, I, re I actually just remember the point of why I even brought this shit up in the first place, the skepticism of black and brown people with the medical community and authority. Oh, yeah. Is that just like, you know, whether it's looking at the Tuskegee experiment where black people were unknowingly infected with syphilis and spread it to their families, um, or if it's, or whether it's the founding of the practice of gynecology on black slaves without anesthesia, or whether it's the most recent example in ICE camps and ICE concentration camps where uh, immigrant women are being forcibly given hysterectomy. Which Bruh. a hysterectomy, for those that don't know, is the removing of a woman's uterus, which yeah. can be done in a way that's reversible, but because of the conditions and the situations we're in, you know that these doctors are doing it as a, as a um, it's eugenics. They're, they're, they don't, the wrong people are giving birth, and so they want to be able to curtail that. They want to stop that. And so that's what they did. They're giving these women hysterectomies because they're like, we don't want y'all breeding. Yeah, that's, dude. That's basically what it means. Well, that was another thing Joe was talking about. Maybe you can enlighten me. Maybe this was the other thing he had to apologize for or some shit. I don't fucking know. How many shit, how many fucking things did he apologize for? <laughs> bro, I honestly didn't read the article. I just saw it and I heard about it. And I, I, you're the one, I heard from you that it was the Douglas Murray episode that he even, they, they were even referring to. So I didn't even know that. Oh. I just know that I did have to turn off that episode because I was just like sick of what I was hearing. But I only listened to like 20 to 30 minutes of it. So maybe he said some other shit halfway through. Um, but, Oof. What was I going to say? Um, I just know that, uh, oh, one, one of the things that he said, um, uh, fuck, I'm blanking. You good. Oh, it was about ice, deport, the ice concentration camps just directly. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. There was a firework. Um, dude, who's lighting off fireworks still? Uh, Stop lighting off fireworks. You're going to burn the neighborhood down. I sound like an old man. <laughs> you just worried about your community. You're growing up. Really? Like, the, the, yeah, it's dry as hell out here. So anyway, yeah. yes, it had to do with ice, and it had to do with the doctor who was doing the hysterectomies. Mm -hmm. Supposedly, it was somebody who had been, like, dealing in fraudulent shit before. Okay. And um, so the, the, the idea was that they didn't know... Like, it, was this something like ICE ordained it, or was it just this doctor was trying to get more money by performing more surgeries? Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like, that, that's what Joe Rogan was saying, but I don't obviously don't know. And he didn't know either. He was very open and, and honest about, you know, he was just speculating. Well, the thing is, is that either case, it looks bad because it's like, okay, obviously yeah. the doctor, obviously the doctor, no matter what his motives are, that's fucked up. But then, yeah, I, and how did he even have the the capability to do that. So it's yeah, like, come exactly. on. And the thing is for ICE to be able to do this, whether they knowingly hired this, you know, the, whoever the director is, whether they explicitly hired them for this or whether they just like hired somebody that was a friend or just picked up any random name out of the fucking book without doing any real vetting of them. Yeah. Either It's like either way it's, it's, it's fucked up. It was either care. It was either carelessness, recklessness, or um, outright fucking eugenics, bigotry. You know? Yeah. Um, so, so I don't know. I think I actually might have lost the first video because I didn't send it anywhere before I started the second one. Oh well. Oh really? See, Let's that's what I was wondering. Yeah, like, if I you think saved that one or not. Yeah, I, I, I guess it doesn't save automatically. I guess you have to send it somewhere, and then you can, um, 
whatever. But it's whatever. I'm still figuring it out. This is only like the third or fourth time I've done it. And plus, like, damn, but we had such a good conversation. Yeah, it's all good though. I mean, this, you know, there'll, there'll be um, there's always tomorrow. There will be more shit. <laughs> there will always be more yeah. bullshit to talk about. <laughs> um, but no, but yeah. it's, but it's but the thing is, is that like when you have these situations and when you know this history and you know these incidents and everything, it's like. And say, like, say you met a, say you met like an immigrant, you know, woman or whatever, right? Just for, you know, whatever. First day in America, you run into her or whatever. And you're saying, um, she comes up to you and she has like, she's describing like some physical pain she's having. And you say, you should go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And she, her response is frightened. Her response is like, no, no, I can't go to the doctor, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it seems very irrational to you because you're like, you have an injury or you have a medical need and stuff. But in yeah. her mind, She's thinking about, oh, will I be turned over to deportation? Will I be put in a concentration camp? Will they remove my uterus? You know, if I have kids with me, will they separate them? Will they give me some type of disease without me knowing? You know, yeah, dude. Blah, blah, blah. Because there was one woman who she did an interview and she said that, like, I guess she has some type of, she already had some type of cancer or whatever, or maybe this is a lie told to her. But the doctor who was doing the hysterectomies told her basically under the pretense that, like, oh, we're going to do this to take care of your cancer or whatever. And Mm. obviously that was a lie and um, you know so it's just like when you add all that up and if you're aware of all these stories and shit then it's like it's very you can at least understand the argument of why certain people won't be so quick to just trust medical authority um no matter no matter what type of other information or data comes out yeah dude you know yeah we're fucked yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, yeah, it's it's fucked up. It's a, it's annoying. It's unfortunate, but it's just like you know, to me, it just it to me it just goes to show that nothing is ever completely set in stone. Because if things were just guaranteed, then these other then these groups wouldn't be working so hard overtime to make sure that people were uneducated, that people were in fear, that 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 all our institutions and shit couldn't work or operate properly or that they can silence yeah. dissenting voices. If all this stuff was just a shoe in they wouldn't be working so hard to try to stifle us. So to me, that just kind of shows that there's an opportunity for shit to be better. And that's what, that's what we need to be focused on. You know, not forgetting or whitewashing or escaping from the harsh realities, but remembering, excuse me, that remembering there's an alternative. We don't have to continue living this way, but we do have to fight for something different because those who are maintaining the status quo and doing the shit that we see now, they're literally willing to kill us to maintain this shit. You know? Bruh. Yeah, like... That's, like, the crazy part to me about, like, the culture war shit going on and, like, how people, like, some people really can't see, like, which side, you know, they're, they're, that they... I mean, I understand... Nobody's perfect on either side and all that stuff, but like the whole demonizing of the left and all that stuff. And it's just like, it just blows my mind that people are so brainwashed, like on on either side, but especially on the right side, knowing that, you know, the, the, what they call domestic terrorism and white supremacy and all that shit Mm -hmm. being the the major actual threat that it is. And yeah. I don't even really know where I'm going with this, but I just feel so overwhelmed with it. And it's just, it's just so fucking exhausting. Um, I feel it, no, it is. It, re- it really is. Um, <laughs> no, it, it really, it really is exhausting. You know, like before, like, you know, hearing the news of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and stuff and all this stuff, like I was planning on going on like a hiatus from social media and keeping up with the news and stuff, just kind of 
giving myself really? you know a break from that shit which everybody needs but i'm just like god damn it like this is this is what happens you get tapped in you start paying attention to one thing and mm-hmm. then you're always just kind of waiting in anticipation of the next fucking thing to happen and so it's like while i'm trying to get out the rest of my clips for this latest episode and get out the last little bit of content before i you know check out for a little bit it's like mm. it's just like everything that you think that can't get any worse continues to get worse um yeah you know but but like i said once again i'm somebody who's been aware of i know my history i know not just my history but i know history and i understand people to some degree and i recognize the fact that everything in this world that exists somebody had to fight for um Mm -hmm. and while yeah it's great that you know we're obviously able to enjoy some downtime enjoy some leisure and shit the people we're going up against they don't take as many breaks or they're not as i guess what's the way to put it because i don't want to make an argument like oh we shouldn't be taking breaks from stuff or we shouldn't be enjoying life but that it's more so about understanding the enemy and how hard they're working and how much time they're putting into to to figuring out ways to fuck us over yeah um i don't think i think a lot of people on the left and a lot of liberals don't truly understand how hard the opposition is willing to go for their shit yeah dude it's so weird um you know I really hope that they just don't have enough time to actually push another Supreme Court justice through before the election, you know? I it mean, seems they, like so so close to the election, it seems almost like there's got to be some, like, law about it, you know? like Yeah, there is. I mean, unfortunately, this isn't, and I kind of said this in the first video, is that, um, unfortunately, you know, like, they kept Merrick Garland from getting a hearing for, like, within like the last year, year and a half of Obama's second term. Really? And it's like, yeah, yeah. Merrick Garland, who was, you know, by all means, just a a centrist, a central leftist. Um, But he, but Mitch McConnell wouldn't even give them a hearing. He said the American people deserve to have it when the next election comes in. Sure. And, and, you know, they just so happened to get a Republican in Trump and, but no, but hours after RGB's um, or RBG, her death was announced. He's already saying, yeah, he's already saying that, yeah, we're going to try to push it through. Um, there's no legal precedent, I think. It just comes down to how hard Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and the rest of the establishment Democrats are willing to push back. Um, are they able to filibuster this type of thing? or? Uh, so, I mean, here's the thing about the filibuster is that, like, well, first of all, I don't think that they have enough Democratic senators in right now. They will probably have, will probably have them in after the election, but we have to wait till after January to get them sworn in. So we can't depend Jesus on that. Christ. Um, I literally. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to. I was literally saying that, like, I just wish they had kept her death a secret, like for the I'm, for the well, greater good. Well, you can, Well, the thing is, she's a Supreme Court justice. I mean, somebody, you know, they hear they, they hear court cases every day. Yeah. So, I mean, it's good, like, yeah, after a couple of days, of recent work, yeah, be like, hey, what the fuck? What's going on? You know, dude, they should have weakened at Bernie her. <laughs> 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 oh, I know, yeah, I've, yeah. I mean, she really she should have retired in Obama's term, and they should have, you know, but but uh, you know, shoulda, coulda, well, woulda. Um, yeah, you know, like I, like I said, the the takeaway I had from that isn't to just dwell on how fucked we are because yeah, this is a setback. But the thing is, is that like nothing is guaranteed in this life, you know. Um, 
nothing, nothing is guaranteed. All the shit that is here now, somebody had to fight for. And I think that Americans, that Yankees, we have enjoyed a period. A, I think we've enjoyed a long enough period of being able to tune out and just enjoy our leisure and enjoy our distractions and enjoy our indulgences <laughs> and not really have yeah. to. And that's why our rights and our quality of life has slowly been taken away from us and decreased because we've been satiated with all this other bullshit and you know and then now a lot of people are starting to tune into the fact and recognize the system we live in is fucked and irredeemable um but it's also so far gone um that there's still going to be a lot of destruction ahead you know but but once again it's like somebody like me it's i've known this since i was a kid you know, I've, I've been, or at least I've been aware of this tangentially since I was a kid that you have to fight for your space and shit that nobody's going to give you this, that, that good things will happen to bad. Good things don't just happen to bad people and bad things don't just happen to good people. Good people lose to bad people. Yeah. That's what happens. Go, good people lose to bad people and bad people are far more comfortable with things like torture and fucking uh, genocide and bigotry and everything. So when they win, they set the rules. Fuck. You know, so, you know, to me, so, so to me, really what it is to me, this isn't, I'm not, I don't get black pilled by it. I don't get cynical by it. To me, this just kind of fills me up like, like, ooh, this just means I have to push even harder. This just means I have to become more savvy. This just means I need to upgrade the way that I move and the way that I do things. And I need to be more selective about whose company I keep because. You know, to me, I think there's nothing, I think the most valuable resource in this world is the human resource, is one another, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, there's only so much the most intelligent, you know what I'm saying, hardworking individual can do on their own. You need Mm -hmm. to have your values and what you do reflected or, or given feedback by society, by the world, you know? Yeah. And the only way you do that is by actually taking up space and not a lot and not waiting for somebody to uh, give you permission because the opposition isn't waiting for permission. Damn, that's a bar. You know? (laughs) (laughs) You can use that. You get in the studio when somebody's cooking up and they need a line or whatever, you can drop that in and just just, just be like, yeah, I know the ghostwriter for that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to say, give you ghostwriting credit. Yeah, that's fine. Which is an oxymoron. Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) It'll be a a trade secret. It'll just be, if you know, you know. Yeah. You know. But oh you know, but that's you know, but that's kind of the summary of what I um wanted to get across tonight is just like you Hey know, Silas, what's good? You know. That's hey, my homie day. No, that's I mean that's what's up. Thanks to everybody who's still here, everybody that's in I don't know if this is correct. It says there's only like two people here. Um, but you know, to those that watch it now or watch this later, thanks for drop thanks for dropping in. Thanks for you know peeping and uh you know there'll definitely be more of this in the future. But um, but you were going to say something? What was I going to say? Oh, I don't know, man. Just, like, on the one hand, like, it's like we want to be blissfully ignorant. Mm-hmm. But then it's like we can't unknow or unsee, like, what, what we know and what we see. Yeah. Like, people like you and me, at least. But then, like, I was just talking to my fucking cousin about all this kind of shit. He's, like, 23 or 24. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, it was just heartbreaking, like listening. Oh, dude, they're lighting up. Fireworks. I heard that. Yeah, dude, I heard some. I didn't know if it was fireworks or gunshots. If it was gunshots, it was a really small caliper. But I'd heard like some successive shots earlier tonight. 
I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least they're at the top of the hill where, like, they're high enough up that it's just above everything. And, and as long as they do actually shoot it straight up, yeah, then it's going to be fine. But still, it's like, dude, like, you know what's going on in the world right now. Like, everyone, you can't not know. You go outside and you know. <laughs> you see so, the air. You see the air you're breathing in, don't yeah. you? <laughs> so... I almost want to go up there and smack a hoe, but I know, man. But yeah, I was just saying that I was talking to my cousin about it, and like, he's not an idiot. Like, he he doesn't like Trump. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he he tried to ser- serve in the Marines and stuff like that. Oh, shout out Dave, who was in the Air Force, I believe, or was it the Army? Let me know, Dave, if you're if you're actually watching and able to comment. He was in the military. Um, he was in the military. But um, my cousin, he he tried to join the Marines, and then he, like, didn't make it past um, basic training or something. I think he had asthma. So anyway, um, my my point was simply that it just saddens me to know that even decent people who they have a good heart, they're just not fucking paying attention. And I had to school this guy on, like, yo, like, he... Because he's been, he bought into the whole idea that, like, Bernie was going to raise taxes to, like, 80%. I was like, dude, what makes you think that? Like, yeah, like that would never work. That would never, that would never pass through any like level of the government. And, uh, and, and then I had to school him on that. And then, um, oh, and then he's basically saying that like, oh, people can take care of themselves. He was kind of like preaching like the pull yourself up by your bootstrap shit. And yes. I was like, dude, it doesn't work that way. Like some people are born with a disease and they need help and we should help them. And, um, and the irony is, is he works with like disabled people. So he, his whole job is to basically babysit people who are full grown, but they have like some, some form of autism, you know, where they can't function essentially by themselves. Um, so he did bring that up and that's all well and good. And I'm proud of him for that. But like, yeah, he was just saying some of the shit. Oh, we were talking about the VA. Cause I, I was basically saying like, how we spend trillions of dollars, like it's something like 600 billion a year on the military, and we could spend a fraction of that and end homelessness, but we just don't do it. And and then he's just saying basically that the homeless people should just uh, figure out their shit and that he knows people because he knows people that came out of homelessness. Mm-hmm. Somehow that's proof that it's possible for everybody to do the same thing. I was like, dude, well, you know, the irony here is that like a huge percentage of homeless people are veterans. So like we're like a cyclical argument in a way, because on the one hand, you know, we're putting that money towards the military and towards salaries. But on the other hand, like basically he was like, Oh, well they should just go to get veterans assistance. I was like, bro, how do you not know this? Like the VA is a a disaster. Like the VA is notoriously a mess. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, man, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but no, I feel you. It's just, it's just, yeah. you're, just gonna, you're just describing the general frustration you have with people whom you know should know better and are capable of knowing better. But here's the yeah. problem. But here's the one thing. And this is the thing. And this is the thing with, with, with people is that there is a difference between being capable and, and I, I, wanted a more, I wanted this to come out more poetic, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but there is a difference between being, having the ability to do something and then having the willingness to actually commit to it. It is, yeah. 
like even though I, I even though I'm obviously very passionate and and you know very engaged and very on when it comes to talking about this stuff, that it's still very stressful for me. It still gives me a lot of anxiety. It it still you know fills me with all the same feelings that most people get from viewing this shit, and it makes me feel exhausted. But yeah, but I you know for whatever reason, whether it's just from you know my upbringing and really just being cemented, or really just kind of me figuring out what I really care about in this life, or just understanding what the stakes are, I take a little break from it and I come right back to it because I can't help mm -hmm. it because whether it's just posting, whether it's just posting about it or doing a podcast or conversations that I have with people and, and, and everywhere in my life, this is what I do. This is what I do. Yeah. I, I pay attention to shit. I talk about shit and I analyze stuff. That's, that's just what yeah. I do. And, and for it's those who do know or who are in the light, I should say like, it's therapeutic or it can be, even though it's also like daunting and shit, like mm -hmm. it is therapeutic to kind of talk it out, think about it. And then, yeah, maybe the solutions will come that way. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes, and sometimes, you know, the only thing you can do is just kind of clear your head, you know, because otherwise you get overloaded and then you're not useful at all. So sometimes you just need that little bit of, that's why I was saying I didn't want to come off as being like, Oh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't, um, we shouldn't turn ourselves away completely from escapism or from indulgences and luxuries and stuff. But we, I think we do need to acknowledge, and this is something in myself as well, that we need to acknowledge, okay, am I, could I be doing more? And, 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 all, and, and just by just giving up a few indulgences and just giving up a few more of this leisure and a little more of this downtime and actually trying to be productive. And like my podcast is one form of that because Oh shit! Is that an earthquake? Oh, yep. All right, man. Let's get off for now, yeah. Yeah. All right, brother. Talk to you later. God bless. Yep. Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs>